Welcome to Just Three Guys. This is our first episode without an NFL Sunday to talk about. So we are a little sad, but luckily we did have another offseason move with J.J. Watt being released upon request. But before we get into that, my name is A.J. and I'm joined by my two best friends, Thomas and Q. And uh, we're just here to discuss some of the things that happened over the weekend, really. Uh, like I said, we're missing we're missing football a whole lot. But luckily we have some offseason moves. So first thing we want to get into is the J.J. Watt uh, being released. And he was released upon his request. So really the main question I have is, where do we think J.J. Watt will end up? Uh, Pittsburgh, for sure. Well, why not go play, go try to play with your brother, you know, have a shot at at least making the playoffs for sure. You know, Pittsburgh's always going to find a way to be competitive. Um, might as I, if I was him, I would I would take a little pay cut and go go somewhere and get a chance to win a ring for, you know, possibly the, the one and only time of his career. Do you actually think that Pittsburgh will be able, even if he wants to take a pay cut, do you think they'll be able to pay him? Because they still have 20-something other free agents that they have to pay to get back on the team as well. I mean, yeah, it's not like they're picking up his contract. They're just, you know, all come. they can come to an agreement basically on whatever he wants and they're willing to pay. So that could be – and not that it's going to happen. It won't be veteran minimum but um, – or league minimum, but – they, they could get a very friendly deal to give him a and just tell him, you know, hey, we're giving you a shot to win a ring. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Pittsburgh is where everyone else wants him to go, at least football fans, to see all the Watt brothers finally congeal yeah. together on the same team. But realistically, I could see – I could see Buffalo. Um, I could potentially maybe see Green Bay. Um Shit, he could probably go to Tennessee. I don't think he would go to another team in his division, mm-hmm. but I could potentially see Tennessee. Hell, I can even see Kansas City. I mean, I these are teams. If he goes to Kansas City, he's 100% going to get his ring. Now, yeah. the question is, do you take a huge pay cut to go to Kansas City, or do you take a huge pay cut to go play with your brothers and have fun and hopefully win a ring? But I don't think Pittsburgh's – as close as Kansas City is. I, I don't see Pittsburgh getting past Kansas City for years to come. I mean, I I don't know if I I don't know if I would say that, but just looking at JJ Watt, he he looks like, you know, the epitome of what a Pittsburgh Steeler would look like. He's just big and big and nasty and rough around the edges. Right. You know. He he just fits Pittsburgh to me. Um, I'm curious to know what Q would think though, or how he would feel about that him being a Pittsburgh fan. Um, don't waste your time. There's no need to go to Pittsburgh. I mean, <laughs> offense can't gel. Defense looks good most of the weeks, but no need to go to Pittsburgh, especially if you're trying to finish your career with a ring. Go to KC, Green Bay, a contender. Don't Don't waste your time trying to play with your brothers because you're just going to do what you did in Houston, wasting your career away. Go, yeah. You're going to go to the playoffs, lose first round. You're 31 years old, ton of injuries, so you like 58. Like, go go to a contending team, take a little, shave a little money off if you need to. But, like, when you think of 
great edge rushers. Most of them got championships, so definitely need that to solidify them. Yeah. So, so you're saying, so would you just take the pay cut and take less money to go to Kansas City or a team like that to almost have, you know, a surefire Super Bowl berth? 100%. Plus, it doesn't even look like, you know, he's, like, bandwagoning or anything where he spent 10 seasons with Houston. So, oh, yeah. he, he did his time. You know, it's, it's time for him to get that championship. It, especially somebody like him because, you know, he's – Easily, I'm pretty sure in our lifetime has been, if not the most, at least, you know, top five most dominant defensive player. Yeah. yeah. You know, so all he's really missing at this point is a championship ring. You know, he's won defensive player of the year a couple of times. You know, he, he was easily talked about as for, for that stretch where they were talking about he might have been the most dominant player in the league yeah. before before the injuries started, you know piling up on him. That's another thing, too, you know. How much longer does he really have left with the injuries and everything that he's had? Exactly. So, um, pay cut, yeah. I mean, I can I can see where you're coming from. Maybe toss Pittsburgh out. You know, who cares about playing with your brothers when you'll be able to see them the rest of your life afterwards, right? Exactly. And plus, you, I feel like that's TJ, TJ Watt's defense. And, like, do you want to go in and like because honestly they'll probably make him a captain just off of a name yeah and like because his credibility is just so so great so do you want to go to your brother's team and like just what's the word I'm looking for like oh I guess overstep or just take over his defense something like that and we suck. I mean, I yeah, because... The record looked good, but we trash. Yeah, I would say because Pittsburgh's defense obviously wasn't the issue. The issue was <laughs> the run game. Yeah. And plus, and, we run a... your favorite player. We run a 3-4, so we need speed on the outside. And you have to stand up. i never seen... Well, I personally, i never seen J.J. Watt in a two-point stance. So, I don't know... I don't know well, how if he can play like that or not. Well, that's the that's the thing about JJ Watt though is where you know wherever he goes, he can play across the line. You know, he's he's big enough to bump inside if you need him to. He's quick enough to play outside on the edge if you need him to. He's just obviously at this point in his career not as dominant as Aaron Donald is doing it, but we we've seen him line up everywhere, especially um, a couple years ago when they had uh, Clowney was there. It was Clowney Watt? They had uh, dang what I can't remember the the other interior lineman's name, but he used to do, like, the samurai celebration when he got the sack with the sword. I can't remember who it is, but, yeah, him and him and J.J. Watt played inside quite a bit together, so. Wasn't Merciless, was it? No, nah, Merciless was a linebacker. linebacker. He was a linebacker. Yeah, yeah. but he, he played, he, he used to bump out. Darius. To the Marcel Darius? Too. Nope. Wasn't Darius? Uh, no, Darius, Darius played for Darius the Bills. Played for the Jags for a while. Only played for the Bills, too. Huh? Who was it? Darius playing for the Bills too, right? Um, Marcel Darius. Yeah, dude, I can't, I can't think of who of who it was to save my life. Yeah, I don't know who it was either. But I know him and JJ Watt used to, JJ Watt a, used to play inside next to him quite a bit. Yeah. But you know, it's 
I, I, it was kind of it kind of came as a shocker to me to see him get to see him get cut honestly especially when you see cut and you know that was before obviously it came out that he wanted to be released I mean, I yeah think- I, I wasn't surprised that they released him upon his request it seems like everyone that's there wants to leave like I think if not Watson next it's going to be Will Fuller I think Will Fuller will be gone too well, Will Fuller, Ben said he wanted to be out. He he said that midway through through last year that he wanted to get traded before the trade deadline. Right. And then got suspended for um I think I think it was right before right before they changed the ruling on uh marijuana. What is what is wrong with Houston? Uh, it all started with DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> this is you ridiculous. Know, Hopkins got traded and then you know, oh, Dwayne Brown. So now speaking of speaking of Deshaun Watson, what like as far as his situation, because there's a lot of comparison, like, oh, you see how the Texans are treating JJ Watt, why aren't they doing the same with Watson? Well, we know why they're not doing the same exact thing with Watson, because they just paid Watson out the ass. Yeah. So they're not gonna turn around and cut him. Either way, if they get rid of Watson, they're probably going to – I think they're going to take a huge penalty because he's only in, what, he just finished the first year of his contract? Something like that, I think. Yeah, what he signed up? Four-year four year extension, right? It was – he got buku money. Yeah. And it's not but even now, like – go ahead. But as far as what Watson – what we know Watson is asking or what – the Texans want other teams to do is fully take on his contract. I don't, my thing is with the salary cap issue, I don't think really any team can take on that big of a contract coming into the team unless they're already pre-in it prior to this year. I mean, there's there's a couple teams who, who can take it right off rip. Like the Jets have a bunch of salary cap. Um, the, Jags, the Jags, of course. The Colts. Um, New England, but does Washington? Um, I'm not sure how Washington's looking, but I know they got a lot of people, like young guys whose contracts are going to be coming up soon. Right, they're so going to have to be. They're going to have to repay people. all those yeah. guys. Um, right. Plus, they just resigned Heineke. Not that not saying Heineke is the long term answer, but it's it's nice to see him get signed. That's true. Um, but the thing is, you know, out of the four teams I just named two of them are in your division already and you definitely don't want to trade Watson to your division you you probably don't even want to trade him to the AFC because you don't even you don't want to have a a chance of running into him in the playoffs I mean the Texans don't have any freaking problems of getting to the playoffs they're gonna they're gonna go back to probably being decades out of the playoffs I mean yeah I, I agree with that but at the same time you know Deshaun Watson's only 25 so he's still got a lot of time ahead of him too. Yeah. I I I kind of feel bad for him because he I, I don't think he's as good as Mahomes obviously, but to me Deshaun Watson just off talent alone is you know top 4 in the NFL in terms of his talent. He just doesn't have a lot to work with. He he do, right. he doesn't have the best offensive line in the world. They they got a couple good offensive line men um lost the best receiver that they've had since Andre Johnson. Um, and even then, the defense honestly hasn't been that good. So if he's out there leading the offense scoring 30 points a game, you score 30 points a game in the NFL, you should win. 
Well, the Falcons proved the Falcons proved that that's not that's not always the case. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you should win. Like, you should win. Yeah. It's it's not college, <laughs> but I I think he he needs a place to kind of maybe get more eyes on him and show exactly how good he is. Yeah. Um. Another thing, uh, in regards to Watson. Now, without him being in the question of going to Washington because, you know, will they actually trust Heineke? Who knows? Do you think the Jags or the Jets are actually willing to give up their picks in order to get Watson? I think if I'm the Jags, I would trade my first-round pick straight up for Watson. Well, first of all, do we even think the Texans are going to get rid of Watson? Huh? Do we even think that the Texans are going to get rid of Watson? For the for the right price, yeah. I mean, I mean they've talked about that he's not a. They're not even considering it right now. Yeah, but everybody's available for the right price. Uh, I don't care who you are. You know, if Jacksonville is to go out there and offer, you know, I'm not saying this will get it done, but I'm saying if I was Jacksonville and they were willing to just trade it straight up, I would trade the number one overall pick for Watson. Because you already I mean, know what I, you're getting. I would, right. Right, and then now Jacksonville's stuck with the number one – well, stuck with the number one pick's not a terrible thing, but they have Trevor Lawrence, who just had a hell of a pro day, and he's about to go into shoulder surgery. He's going to be out, I think they said, like five to six months, but he'll be back. It's his left shoulder. Yeah, it's his non-throwing shoulder, so. But who knows if that could actually have some kind of effect on his play going forward, you know? Yeah, I I don't – I'm no I'm no pro or anything, so I, yeah. I've never had any kind of surgery like that. Knock on wood, but I don't know if that'll actually have some kind of long term effect on him, where it'll actually you know change something about him that you know we've seen in college that we potentially may not see in the NFL. I'm just spitballing. I don't think it's actually yeah. going to happen, but there's a lot of things to consider having the number one pick and being the Jags with Deshaun Watson out there. Well, what if you're what if you're Dallas? If you can possibly re-sign Dak and trade Dak to Houston, have to be for less money, right? Less than what Watson got? Uh, maybe. I, I'm not. You know what? Houston's already paying Watson's contract right now as it is, so obviously they have the money. Right. You know, if you even if you can sign, I'm sure the Cowboys have money. It's just Jerry Jones doesn't want to overpay for anybody yeah which we've kind of always seen be like um but you know the cowboys could realistically be i think i think they can contend for the most part with dak but i think watson's way better than dak see i I think dak was like finding his groove this past year before he got injured he looked good yeah but they weren't they weren't really winning. Like all the games that they were winning were blown. Well, no, but that's also behind. that's also because their defense was not that good. I mean, the offense was doing their job; they were putting up points, but the defense couldn't win them the game. I mean, I wouldn't even say that because yeah, the defense was giving up a lot of points to give them up to a you know give up early leads and stuff like that. But the offense wasn't scoring points either to, until late in the ball game. I mean, regardless, I thought Dak looked great. 
before he got hurt. Yeah, he he looked great. I just don't know if that trust is there between him and Dallas anymore. Obviously, he wanted a new contract, and Dallas didn't want to give him one. Dallas is already talking about possibly doing the franchise on him. Yeah. So, right. you know. Well, we know one thing about Dallas is that they won't be getting um, the Lombardi Trophy soon. And um, with the Lombardi Trophy, it was, uh, it, what, the daughter of the, the actual person who, like, smiths the Lombardi Trophy. Um, she got extremely butthurt watching Brady throw the Lombardi from one boat to the other uh, to Rob Gronkowski. And uh, Cameron, her exact, Cameron Bray caught it. It was Bray? Yeah, Bray I, everyone was thought it caught was, it. Okay, I thought it was Gronkowski. No, Gronk was just fault. on the boat. She mm-hmm. Now, to quote her, um, she said – let me see what – I have it in my notes here. Um, she said, it takes a lot of work. A lot of hours go into it. It just really upsets me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football. I didn't sleep for the past two nights because of this. I was that upset because I know the passion that goes into this trophy and how my dad and all his fellow silversmiths are proud to make this. I personally would like an apology, not just to me and my family and the other silversmiths, but also to the fans. Like, where where was this reaction when a couple years ago Gronk used the trophy as a baseball bat? Right. He was out there taking BP, the the Red Sox batting cages, the fielding, you know, hitting bunts with the with the trophy. He dented the trophy. Right, right. And and nobody said anything about it. I don't. I don't know what she's thinking. I I wonder if it's just because of who it is, or you know. It's, Did anyone actually apologize to her yet? Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I know I wouldn't. I would not apologize. It's not hers anymore. It's the team's. Right. Q, you know, what do they, you what do you what do you think about this? I mean, she feel like her father's name was disrespected. That's that's all. I mean, we don't see it as a big deal, but it might be a big deal to her, so Now What makes what they did with the Lombardi trophy different than like you know what hockey players do with the Stanley Cup? Like, there's been people who eat cereal out of the Stanley Cup. They're out there drinking beer I mean, out of the Stanley Cup. Right. That's what they do in hockey. Like you said, they drink the beer out of the Stanley Cup. But, like I said, she feels like her father's name was being disrespected when he threw the trophy from a boat to another boat. And she has the right to feel that way. We don't see it as a big problem. But she does. Is she overreacting? I mean, yeah. I mean, Teams Dude. throw throw the trophy around all the time to each other, but no, go ahead. I'm just saying that's that's how she feel. We can't tell her how to feel. I mean, no, I agree with you 100. You can't tell her how to feel, but do do you think it'd be more disrespectful to do it with, like if the NFL did it how hockey does, and it's just that one trophy every year getting recycled? You know, I think I would be more upset if I was the, you know, the silversmith who worked on that trophy getting thrown around and stuff like that than I would then uh, I would be more upset with that one than I would you know when they make a new trophy every year for it like like you said hockey it's been like that that's nothing new I mean 
NFL trophy isn't that big, so not much you can do with it but throw it around, honestly. But I don't know. It's, yeah. I'm, no. I mean, we'll yeah. obviously never hold the trophy, so, <laughs> no. Obviously, it's not, as, it's not as prestigious, but if I remember correctly, uh, who was it? It was Wisconsin when they won the Duke Mayo Bowl and they shattered the ball that was on the trophy. Where was oh, Yeah, it was in the in the in the locker room. room when they were celebrating. Yeah. Like where was the outcry about that? Like that's just the whole thing. And it, the funniest thing about this is she said she didn't sleep for two nights because of this. Like it's not like the trophy was dropped in the water and they had to rescue it. It's not like it actually fell apart or got damaged or anything. Like it literally was tossed from one person to another and it wasn't in any harm. So why uh, the hell are you losing sleep over this? I mean it was definitely it was definitely in harm. Like there was a lot well, of things that could have went wrong. That that bad boy it wasn't, went into the water, could've you know, he could have dropped it. But so there, there was a go ahead. There was nothing that actually happened to the trophy as a result of what had happened. No, yeah, I agree. I agree, but she's probably looking at it from like a different outcome you know like they could have dropped it they could it could have fell in the water like i said I, personally i think she overreacted to it. it it wasn't her who worked on it it was i think she's just a karen <laughs> she's just a karen like i said look she wasn't the one who worked on it so i think she overreacted she's a, a karen she's a karen using her father's legacy to get into the limelight of complaining about the trophy so everyone knows who she is that's that's my take I'm just saying. I just think it's weird. She she didn't complain a couple years ago when Gronk was taking BP with it. But that's just that's just me. I would I would have been more upset about you know a baseball hitting it. Right. That makes a little bit more sense. I don't know. But maybe I don't understand because I'm not the one that actually. Touches yeah. a trophy or whatever. Yeah, we're not we're not ever gonna hold the actual trophy, so God knows right. what I would do if I actually got to got to toss the trophy around. Right. I so might accidentally drop it. <laughs> that's really all there is to talk about the NFL, to be honest. That's that's all we have. Yeah, at which least because you know I wish they would have been doing a combine. Personally, I seen a um right a tweet today. I don't know. Uh, Q might have seen it where um he was talking about the. NFL could have did like a bubble for a couple days to like essentially how the NBA did the playoffs. Somebody was saying the NFL could have did that for the combine. You know, I don't I don't see if they they had a whole a whole football season with no with no remorse, but you know, some of these smaller school guys kind of need right. This this sucks for them cuz the all they have is their own that. tape. Yeah. Right. You know, they get a pro day, yeah, but what happens if the pro day gets canceled? Right. So, I, I personally, I wish they were doing doing the combine, but that was just because I, I like to watch the linemen day. I like to see all, Which, the, all the thick boys out there. There wasn't a combine last year, was there? Yeah, there was. It was right before COVID? Mm. Is it normally in February or is it March? I, I, oh, I, was I, there a combine last drawing year? Drawing a blank. I, I don't remember, dude. I don't think there was. No, I'm pretty sure there was a combine last year. Uh, who got drafted number one last year? I'm tripping. 
In the no, NFL? They did, they did. They did do. They did do one last year. Because I remember seeing. Um, so it had to be done in February. They couldn't have done it in March. Yeah, because I remember seeing. Because uh, rugs and all that stuff ran last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. rugs, Judy, and all them. Yeah, no, they did do one. Okay. I, I don't know when they when they actually did it, but. Uh, but I, they did do it for sure. Okay. So, I guess the guys who didn't get the invite but also weighed on their pro days were the ones that got the short end of the stick last year for COVID. Yeah, because all their Kinda, stuff was done virtually. Right. So, now, basically, it's the same for every other kid except if you're a Power 5 kid, you really don't have much to worry about because there's going to be scouts at your you know, at your yeah, pro day. Yeah. Plus, you have but the, these smaller the reputation schools, going on. Right. Like. Shippensburg University or something. Yeah. There's some kind of show out there that has a pro day. What NFL scout you know that's actually going to go to Shippensburg unless they're like a five-star scout, you know? It really really sucks for them because there's going to be a ton of good players out there that aren't going to get the chance, and they're not going to, you know, be able to just show what they have. All they have is their college film and whatever they can do on pro day and just send it to every scout and pray to God they actually look at it. I wonder if um, the NFL this upcoming year would kind of do how they did this year where they'll allow either more practice squad players or they'll allow the roster to be bigger up until week one. Um, Because, you know, every year, like, for preseason, like, they have to cut this many people by week two and this many people by week three. Didn't they increase the roster to 90 and they had to get it down to 53? Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. I wonder if they'll yeah. let them keep those players like through all through training camp so they can see what they have or they'll Right. you know, at least increase the um the practice squad size to help out, you know, balance it out a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like I said, that's that's probably the best thing we have looking forward to is pro days. Up until the draft and draft, yeah. off-season moves. It really sucks. Like, I miss football already. I mean, if... I really do. I mean, you still got, you know, other sports going on, basketball. Uh, I'm just... Ma- I mean, pitchers and catchers report this yeah, week. That's I'll the only thing I'm pretty excited about. about. Start soon. Uh, if you watch soccer, soccer goes on, you know, all the time. Right, Yeah. You can always watch two grown men and or women beat each other up in a in a ring or a cage, you know, like like barbarians do. Like Usman? Like Usman. Usman. That Usman? Ni- Captain Nigeria right there is what I'm going to start calling him. I don't even want to call him the Nigerian nightmare. It <laughs> was a hell of a win he had on Saturday. Oh, massive, massive win. Um, he, he, this was his second fight with his new camp. In Colorado, he trains with uh, Justin Gaethje and Trevor Whitman now. So, basically, evolving the the one thing he's been missing his whole career, which is his stand up game, and it it showed like he got rocked in the first round, and it looked like Burns was kind of maybe going to take it to him and shock a bunch of people, but after after the knockdown, he settled down, and that that jab he's got is, I know Joe Rogan at one point said it's like a piston, but that. It, that jab he's got is something else. It's, it might not be the most technical jab in the world, but it's it's quick, it's strong, and you you can tell it, it does a lot of damage when it lands too. And uh, he just, he he looked very 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 dominant in that fight. And then the fact that he called Masvidal out 
after the fight, which is weird to hear Champ call somebody out after they've already fought. He said, uh, you know, he he deserves a full camp, but he's been talk he's been talking up a, a lot, and you know, he said this time after a full camp, he said I'm gonna finish your ass. I was like, oh, and the way they look, it's kind of hard not to not to be on his side and that he can't do these things that he's saying because everything that he said he's done you know I've, I've always been somebody who thought he was a little bit of a boring fighter because he would just kind of take people down lay there on him and point fight but you know he this pat this fight really he he gained a fan out of me <clears throat> you weren't a fan before not really no i was like I would watch his fights, but to me, he was very, he was very boring. Like when he would take people down, it was just kind of like lay there and tap him. It wasn't like when Khabib takes people down, like Khabib would take you down and try to finish the fight. He would take you down and out muscle you, just hold you there and get the points on you. Now Khabib's a submission fighter, right? No. Well, yes and no. I mean, he, he's a, he Sambo wrestling. Okay. So it just happens to fall into that, which is what uh, Usman's first, fighting style, I guess you could say, it would be wrestling. But he's just evolving his stand-up. He's, he looks more and more comfortable every every fight out with his stand-up. And mm-hmm. he's honestly still not that old. I think he's 33, which for fighting is not that old, especially when you are you only have 20 professional fights. You know, right. still got a long time to go. I don't think there's any, I don't know if there's anybody in the weight class who can beat him. I think the only way he gets beat is if he moves up in weight to 185. But he apparently he he's gonna fight Masvidal. They're talking about Masvidal and Usman being the the coaches for the Ultimate Fighter coming up uh, when it's when it reboots. So we'll you know I'm excited for it. I'm excited for his next fight honestly, and that's something I would have never said before Saturday night. <clears throat> yeah, I I agree with you. I do- <laughs> Bell agrees with you too. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean. That was a <laughs> Bro, like she's trying to get some airtime, man. She really is. I'm just over here watching her just running back and forth. Um So we're gonna just get into some segments real quick. Uh so we were discussing what would be a good topic for top three and with the return of <laughs> With the return of NCAA and with the return uh, – well, I shouldn't say return. With the expansion – Bella, I'm going to kick your ass. Um, with the expansion of MLB The Show to Xbox, we were really thinking, what are some of our favorite sports video games? So we have a top three for sports video games. Um, Q, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, what would be considered in order going from – uh, three to one. What's your number three? Madden 06. When they introduced the highlight stick. Um, and one street ball. It's on the PlayStation 2. Really. It really put. Put and one out there. Because it's underground basketball. People really ain't know about it. And number one. Maybe I'm gonna go 2K13 because I was dominating it. 
what what'd you say your number one was? I'm sorry. Two K thirteen. Two K. Oh yeah. That oh that was the uh. Dang, ain't that the one that you have on? That was on your PlayStation, right? That you have over at the house. Yeah. Who's on that cover? Yeah. That was that was Jordan? the one that had no. That was the one that had three people on the cover, right? Yeah. Jordan I was two K twelve. So that was the one with Curry. No, that was the one that had Durant, Anthony Davis, and um. No, nah, AD wasn't out there. I think it was. Oh, AD wasn't on that one. Durant. I want to say D Rose. Uh, I thought Curry shared and, the cover too. Because Durant had Durant had two K fifteen. I think it was Durant, D Rose, and Blake Griffin. I think. And Blake Griffin, yeah. That was that was a good one. That was a, that was always a fun one. You yeah. you know that was when the Euro step was super yeah. super overpowered. Euro step really got introduced in that one and couldn't stop it. Yeah, they. You remember uh. Cause that one still had the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter badge, where like two minutes hit in the fourth quarter. If you had that, it was it was money. It didn't matter who you had with that badge. Everything they shot was money. Mm-mm. Uh, uh, Thomas, you or me? Yeah, you can go. All right, I'm gonna start. Um, kind of outside sports, still considered a sport, entertainment. Um. Smackdown, here comes the pain. I think that was like 2002 when that game came out. Um, yeah, I want to, yeah, because that was the one with Brock Lesnar on the cover. So, it 2002 was. or 2003. Yeah, I think that one was after Shut Your Mouth. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, here comes the pain. I played that as a kid on a like a yearly basis, like, I played that for so long. Uh, up until I got really into like other video games like baseball video games and Madden and stuff like that. Um, that had some of the best graphics as a PlayStation 2, GameCube, uh, especially for wrestling. Um, that, one, that one was really one of the introductions where we had, we had really, really old John Cena. Um, we had Rey Mysterio, some of the newcomers. Uh, I believe Eddie Guerrero was in there as well. Yeah. Uh, that was that was one of my favorite ones. And then we have um, for number two, I had NFL Street Two. Um, that this was the one where. Bella, is that your favorite video game too? Yeah. Okay. Um, NFL Street Two. This was the NFL Street where you could literally run up walls to juke people and shit. Um. They featured a lot more celebrities in the game. Like, I know Exhibit was the main celebrity for NFL Street, but um, they had brought others on. I can't name any off the top of my head, but I know a lot of them were, like, rappers and shit like that. And this was also mainly in the Michael Vick era, too. So they were getting really big into, um, you know, just the cultural difference of the game. Like, it wasn't just nfl players wearing their uniform like you know they're wearing bucket hats they're wearing baggy jeans they're wearing huge jerseys um just shit like that and that was one of the games that kind of changed uh the spectrum for football video games because that's a game that i still think that they can bring back will they actually bring it back probably not because goodell when goodell came in he basically took all the fun away you know they (laughs) dropped ea big and everything no more nfl street um, but yeah, NFL street being number two, I think it's a good spot for that. And then number one is e- when EA sports last had a baseball game, it was MVP baseball 
2005 with Manny Ramirez on the cover. Manny. This was one of the best games because it was so versatile. Um, You had, like, every single legend in the book was on this game. You also had some of the best mini games. Like, they had target practice uh, for hitting. So, like, there'd be, like, tractors going in the outfield. You'd have to hit the ball, uh, you know, to left field, center field, or right field. And you had to aim for certain targets. So, um, there was that. And then the other things that they had, um, you could create a ballpark. You could create a team. Like, they were so ahead of even what MLB The Show is today. I love MLB The Show. It's a great game. But EA Sports went all out. I don't know if they knew it was going to be their last release of a baseball game. But they did everything. And in my head, that is still one of the best well-put-together uh, baseball games. So those are my top oh, three video games. Was, was that the was that the one? Was it MVP Baseball or was it 2K where, like, when you would hit the ball, like, you would have to tap the button to, like, get your – to run faster to the base? Or was I that believe, the earlier that was 2K, 2K. Okay, okay. That was 2K. I'll say because I remember one of them had, like, all the – like, the ones where you could – basically like the little cheat codes inside the game where you oh, yeah. run up the green monster and rob home runs and you know 05 did of... have cheat codes i do remember that i wonder if, i wonder if that's the one i'm thinking of like man. they have ones where your players could like be bobbleheads and shit yeah and have like clown feet yeah yeah um so i guess you leaving off with mvp baseball i guess kind of segues into mine of my number three is slugfest <laughs> um <laughs> For for anyone who found, you know, not that I found baseball games boring, but it, it was a fun way to spice baseball games up. You could, you know, punch people after after the play or after the, you know, you got the first base, you could punch somebody, make them drop the ball. You could uh, hit people to make them catch on fire. Yeah. You know, like I used to spend hours just throwing the ball at batters just so I could try to get them to catch on fire and then beat my pitcher up for no reason. Um, <laughs> it, it was just – you know, it was always a kind of a, a harder game to play defense in, but it was just one of those games, like, as a kid, it was appealing and it was fun to play. Um, I actually saw – I don't mean to cut you off. I actually no, saw a guy on uh, TikTok and – Is it the he, dude with the eye black? Yes. Yeah. He gets extremely pissed off at, like, video games. He's playing, like, the old school sports games, like Wii Bowling and shit. Yep. And he had just started playing Slugfest. And – um. He he was on defense. He said he had put the difficulty all the way down to rookie mode <laughs> because, like, intermediate or pro was too hard for him. And on rookie mode, the I don't know who he was playing against or who he was as, but the guy hit the ball down third baseline. It ricochets off a left field wall, oh, and I, I shit you not, the ball goes yeah. <laughs> almost all the way across the perimeter of the outfield into right field. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so I get, that, I get what you, I get what you mean, I get what you mean saying that um, defense was a little bit harder because if that shit happened on video games today, that shit would piss me off. Yeah, um, I, I seen, I seen the video you're talking about. Actually, it was a, uh, he, it was the Yankees and the the Mets. I forget who he was playing as because I remember, I remember him talking about uh, Carlos Beltran at one point in the video. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, it was. Grown up, it was such a fun game. It was uh, Sammy Sosa was on the cover. I remember. Um, they they had one of them. A Rod was on the cover when he was with the uh, the Rangers. Yep, yep, crazy man. That was a 
15, 16 years ago now? 2001, 2002. Oh, man. See, I was thinking. It went up to, like, what, 2004? Yeah. Uh, That might have been the last one. Shoot. Uh, But my number two is NBA Street uh, Volume 2. It was an NBA Street game. You know, it was very, very over the top. You could jump 30 feet in the air. You could – they had – the game breaker was in it. You know, it was either – at the time, it was either – you played street or you play. I think it was just called NBA Ballers. I think it was it was called. That was the one with Stephon Marbury on the cover. Yeah, the chosen yep. one and all that. I was more of a street, of the NBA street guy. You know, it was close enough to NBA Jam, but not as cheese as NBA Jam. And then my number one is just kind of a series in general would be Fight Night. Um, mm-hmm boxing you know hopefully hopefully it makes a comeback because there's so many more boxers out there now that you could use it's it's just one of those games and i i like playing against computer yeah doing the career mode but the reason why it's my number one is because it's something you could play with with the boys you know it's not like playing a ufc game where if you're fighting somebody who doesn't know anything on the ground you can just kind of take them to the ground and cheese um daquan knows about that but fight night he used to Bust me up and fight. He still he still busts me up and fight night now, <laughs> just because it's it's stand and bang. We we will create play, uh, create fighters, and just for hours just sit there and jab each other in the face, no blocking. Either you 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 get jabbed and drop or you get jabbed and keep going. But um, so so many good ones. The one that probably sticks out the most would be uh, round four fight night round four with uh Tyson and Ali on the cover. Just because that was. The one where I was old enough to understand like exactly how to play, not just throw haymakers the whole time. But for me it was the first one that kind of bridged, you know, the golden era of boxing into somewhat of the newer era at the time. So for forever and always fight note would be my number one. I hope to come out with a new one. EA EA's helped me out with coming with <clears throat> a, a new NCAA game eventually, so maybe they'll Yeah, honor the honorable mention that. NCAA fourteen. I don't think any of us said that one, right? No, no, no. NCAA fourteen wouldn't have been mine anyway. No, it would have been. Um, I think people resonate with it because it was the very last one. No, what? Q was the one we used to after uh school when we would just get the pizza and chill at your house. Which one were we playing? Was it twelve? No, I was fourteen. Well, Ingram on the cover. I don't know who was on the cover. That's what I'm saying. He he would know. I was fourteen. Oh, it was thirteen? Fourteen. Oh, our, it was fourteen. Yeah. No, no, what won't? Because we started Bro. playing fourteen once we couldn't get the update update no more. Bro, fourteen came out in twenty thirteen. Oh man, bro, it was fourteen. Yeah, dang. Because I remember we used was, to go ahead. I used to buy the uniforms and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because Hawaii had you had all the all the packs for Notre Dame. Yeah, for all of them because we used to uh create a player on offense and defense. One of us would be quarterback and go to some bum school, AJ. And it was always, always open up with Alabama. For what reason, I don't know. <laughs> but it was always open up with Alabama. And you you don't realize how hard that game is until you have a trash offensive line. I don't care Tulsa. if you have 399 overalls on your team. If that offensive line is doo-doo, Alabama's going to give you some work. Tulsa was the roughest one. And then uh, – well, we went to Tulsa, and then we had a shootout with ODU. 
Yeah, the ODU. Like 63-59. Yeah, bro. We what was it? We went to like five or six overtimes against yeah. ODU. And why we everybody was uh everybody was Will and Christian. <laughs> we threw a touchdown, we're like, oh that's on Christian. <laughs> oh man. Uh I think my favorite NCAA would be two thousand eight. I don't remember the name of the Boise State quarterback that was on the cover. Oh, but, I know what you're talking about. But the Road to Glory, I don't even know if it was called Road to Glory. I think that but, was the first year they did Road to Glory. Either that or it was still Campus Legend. I think it might have been Campus Legend because this was the one where, like, you actually had homework and yeah, Campus you tried Legend, to, like, yeah. manage a college lifestyle in a video game and like you could actually like get suspended if you were like failing tests and shit. Look, you're never gonna guess this quarterback's name. But it's it's Jared Zabransky. Was the Would quarterback never who was on the cover. I knew the last name started with a or ended with a ski, but that was it. Yeah. I, I remember um my favorite was it two thousand seven NCAA oh seven, I think was the one with Reggie Bush on the cover, right? Yes. That that was my fav that was my favorite one. Be cut for, you know, freaking the campus legend. The other, that was the first one I got to play on the PlayStation Two. I honestly I thought the running animations on the older NCAA's I think they look better than what they look like towards you know before they stopped like right before they had stopped making them. Right. The way they didn't make like the sharpest cut in the world while they were running full speed mm-hmm. made me. I actually enjoyed NCAA for the longest time more than I enjoyed Madden. Because Madden was kind of the same thing over and over. At least with NCAA, you know, you could get recruits and stuff like that and sit your best players out for a quarter. Up up until Madden 08, when the first Madden came out on the PlayStation 3, um, they had one of the better uh, career modes. Because, like, the mini games... The mini games that they had for that were so much more fun. Like, I remember they had ones where, like the um, like the tackle dummies, they would actually like move around and shit. Yep. You had Oklahoma drills. Uh, you had to like pass the ball through the like floating targets and everything. Right. So, um, that was one of my favorites of Madden because they had a lot of things to do outside of just playing the game. Now it's yeah. like they're. They're not doing enough where they just don't care because back then there was competition. They had competition with because 2K5 was one of the 2K5 was one of my favorite NFL games because they had um, the face cam, the face mask cam. Yep. Where literally you're playing is like you're wearing a a first person. Yeah. And they also had uh, like you could create your own teams. the play calling was different. The halftime reports were even different. Yeah. I, they had they actually had Chris Berman doing the halftime reports. And on those, um, they would even show, like, uh, highlights from other games. Mm-hmm. Like, that was something that I always wanted Madden to Adopt. emphasize. Yes, is do something better with the halftime. Don't just show a score. Like, make something simulated that's easy as shit to do, you know? Yeah. You do all this other crap, it'll be so easy to put together some BS clip of like a touchdown or something like that. 
Um, and then the other thing that that one had was um, they like the celebrities that would come and try to beat you. Like I remember they had like Steve-O on there, <laughs> um, Carmen Electra and shit. Whoa. <laughs> so I don't know why that contract got dropped, but at, EA needs some new competition these days. Well, I think they're talking about uh, like a year or two ago that 2K got a license to make another football game. But they didn't get the NFL Players Association, did they? Um, I'm not sure. Off the top I think of my that head. was the big thing because that's how they would need to use like players' likeliness and everything. I mean, because they'd have to get the yeah. NFLPA signs NFL deal for game that won't compete. Yeah. With Madden. So it's probably going to be more of like an arcade styled game. It's probably going to be like a mobile game or something. Yeah. Mm. I mean. It'll be something, right? It'll it'll maybe it'll get EA to kind of pick up the pace a little bit if people, you know, I I keep saying I'll never buy another EA game, but I continuously do it every time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why it just that game. They always they always know how to advertise because like by the time May or June comes around, you're like, all right. Now I know Madden's about to come out with you know what they're going to be doing for this game. Yeah. And they'll show some kind of new one new eye thing. catcher, and it'll be like franchise mode, and it'll show like how you know you'll have different scenes for like your coaches and um, like you'll get the front office view and stuff like that. And you think that's so cool, and you think there's going to be different ways to interact, but you go and you pull up franchise mode, and it's literally just like. Your coach in the background walking around talking on a phone or yeah. something, and it's the same exact game. You yeah. know, I think really I think Madden just leans more towards Ultimate Team because that's where they're making their most money outside of the sale of a game. Yeah, because you can get the microtransactions. Right, <laughs> right. Which is so why if anything, they just work on that because that's really all. A ton of people play it. I just I can't get into it well, because that's it the is one such that, a grind. That's the one that people play like competitively. That's why. Right. People aren't going I mean, out there I, and playing franchise on a competitive level. I like actually playing, you know, online head-to-head. Yeah. I think that's pretty fun. That's really the only thing I do on Madden now. I don't do a franchise because I, for some reason, I just get bored playing the computer. Mm-hmm. I just like getting on and actually playing other people. Yeah. Madden, so. with the exception of the the uh, UFC games, Madden is easily my second most frustrating game because I get mad playing Madden. But nothing makes me more mad than getting knocked out in a UFC game or getting <laughs> online and playing somebody who's like ridiculously good at the game and knows like all the all the tricks and tactics and stuff and they just clap you from the start. That makes me more mad than anything. I feel yeah. like in I feel like in Madden they should get rid of Mutt. Huh? I feel like they should get rid of Ultimate Team <clears throat> in Madden. I feel like Ultimate Team makes it too easy to play Madden. Because if you got money, you can just buy all the coins and yeah, stack your team crazy. Like I feel yeah. like the tournaments, instead of doing mutt tournaments, they should do franchise tournaments. Have yeah. you draft your own team, like regular players, not these, Hall of Fame, 99. Everyone's a 99. Like, no. Yeah, you're on um who who's the dude that we used to watch who played Mutt all the time? The real loud Maverick? Yeah. I'll say I'm yeah, like those dudes, like you said, it's a 
it's a grind. Those guys yeah. grind for that stuff. Yeah, you got YouTubers just got money. They'll just buy coins, stack their team, and then blow people out. Like, like no, nah, I think I think they should get rid of it. I think you should, if you want to do a tournament for money or something, it should be franchise mode, draft your own teams, regular players, and go head to head. Well, you remember um, Tyler, right? His brother was was Seth. Oh yeah, yeah. Bro, he his Seth went down to uh, or I'm I'm tripping. Seth didn't go down. Seth's brother Tyler went down to Florida uh, years ago. That's while I was still working at uh, freaking Arby's. Went down to Florida for an actual tournament for Ultimate Team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I that noticed. Mutts get mutt get more like they get all the tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, same with two K. That's what everybody's spending the money on. Yeah, same with two K. How their ultimate team thing. That's where all the tournaments are at and stuff. But yeah, I feel yeah. like I mean, yeah, there's a skill set. Obviously, you need you still got to run a scheme and all that stuff. But your first play to Randy Moss, if it's over thirty yards, I think he's going to catch it. It don't matter how many people on them. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. I'd be like, bruh. I'm like, that's so... Whatever. That's why I don't play video games no more. Like, don't get me wrong. Some of the superstar traits in Madden are cool. But I wish they would go back to, you know, make it more competitive. Like, yeah, like... Even when, when, I, like, when I watch people play online against each other, they're making, like, these ridiculous, like, double cover catches on a normal basis. Yeah. You know, like or or rolling so, out with not so good quarterbacks and throwing forty yards on a dime. Yeah, you know yeah, it's, it's good. It it doesn't attract me anymore. Like yeah, it's only it's only game I'll play. Yeah, only games I'll play probably is UFC and two K. And I because two K online is is fine, but other than that, I'm not looking forward to playing any other games anymore. Well, the maybe only FIFA. The only reason I play 2K now is for um my career. I don't even I don't even play like the park and all that. I'll play my career or I'll do like a franchise mode, an offline franchise and just do like how we would do it. Yeah. There you know, it doesn't online to there's too much like cheesy stuff that you can do online. It makes the game unenjoyable. AJ plays Madden online every day. I'm sure he knows all about the the cheesy plays that you can run. You know, oh, for sure. It's, it, it's easy to frustrating it, to me. Yeah, it's easy to spot out who's actually like good playing, playing right. Because this is this is one thing that I've noticed. If I'm playing against someone that's either the Chiefs or the Ravens or the Packers, most likely they suck yeah. because they know that those teams are some of the most overpowered. And to be honest with you, even when I actually do play them, regardless of how good the team is, I can still beat them because these dudes are still running like the same exact plays, yeah. like the same run plays where there, there might be some kind of blocking glitch where they're easily going to get five or six yards on the run unless I'm able to come up with a different play that can actually stop it. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just random shit like that. Like when Madden had first came out to next gen, there was a glitch where – if you put like a slot receiver on a go route, the safety or the corner over that receiver for some reason would glitch and run into the middle of the field, 
and the receiver would be wide open. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just bugs like that. So I, I do get what you're saying of how, like, that shit can frustrate you. Like, don't get me wrong. If I played if I played a competitive, I'm sure I would do all the same stuff, like run all the, you know, the glitchy plays and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I'm not – when I play sports games like that, man, like, I'm not – I don't consider myself a gamer, man. I'm just a, I'm just a guy who likes to play video games. Like, there, to, yeah. there's a big difference. You know, I don't do any streaming. I, you know, I get on after work or I get on at night. I want to play a couple games and just kind of hang out and relax and have some fun. And it's hard to, sure. it's hard to do that in some of the games because I'm, I'm out here getting freaking the biggest of tryhards in a lobby. Like <laughs> even on 2K, man, I, I see 2K videos and these guys do the same, the same three uh, crossovers and they work every time and there's literally nothing you could do about it as a player like right like you get these weird animations and they just slide right by you that's yeah. that's why i hate i hate playing games online now unless i'm playing like just against friends or something like that it's different <clears throat> i feel that i feel that uh but we're gonna get into our last segment of the show this is the 11th episode uh, we're going to do best player to wear the number 11. Uh, Thomas, we're going to start off with you. Q. It's Q's turn. It's Q's turn? Yes. Well, Q went first for the video game, so I wasn't sure All if right, we were well, keeping you it go, rolling you like go that. First. No, just let him go. Yeah, Q, go ahead and go first. Finish this. All right, it's fine. All right. My best athlete to wear number 11 is Dante Culpepper. Culpepper went to Central Florida. He won the semi Sammy Bow Award, Sammy Ba, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's the most outstanding passer award in 1998. He was drafted number 11 in the 1990 dra- 1999 draft, which was a trash draft, honestly. Um, Culpepper was three-time Pro Bowler, threw for over 25,000 yards in his career. I mean, his best year, he threw over 4,000 yards, and thir- 39 touchdowns. I'm going to go with Culpepper. Oh. Uh. What was Dante Culpepper's check down, he said? Throw it as far as you can to Randy Moss because you, <laughs> you can't out-throw Randy Moss. Oh, man, must be nice. Freaking. Was he on that? Uh, oh, he was on that Lions team, wasn't he? Yeah. That that not good Lions team. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets, he gets a pass for a shitty player to pick for number 11? But he picked an actual position player. Like you picked a punter. <laughs> <laughs> who who did you pick that we cut you off on? Did you cut me off? Oh, on? it was the was it the the Joe Burrow one? It was the Joe Burrow yeah. one that y'all were really fucking pissed about. Yeah, cause you you were out there trying to say the best college quarterback of all time. I was like, goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say Dante Culpepper was the the greatest quarterback of all time. He just that's one that's, of my favorite quarterbacks. Yeah. I would say that was like the Josh Smith, the Josh when he picked Josh Smith. You know, I, we gave him a pass on that because he made, he made sure to say his favorite. Yeah, my favorite, not the best basketball player of all time. Yeah, you, you, you were spewing some nonsense that day, AJ. That's why you got cut off. All right. That's all right. I'm still here. Uh, is it my turn or is it yours? Yours, because I'm I'm pretty sure right. I'm pretty sure we're gonna end up with the same person anyway. So. Maybe not. Um, I'm going with uh, Quintoris Lopez Jones Jr., also known as Julio, Julio. Jones from Foley, Alabama. Um, Julio Jones easily going to be a Hall of Famer 
one of the best receivers to ever play the game. Um, I'm like speechless trying to talk about him. He's done so much in his career. Uh, pretty much the most notable thing I can talk about is back in uh, 2000, I want to say it was 2019, uh, the Falcons had played the Jaguars. Julio reached 12,000 receiving yards. He became the 27th player in NFL history to reach that milestone, and he did it in fewer games than any other receiver in the history of the game. He was playing in his 125th regular season game. It's the fewest games needed to reach 12K yards, and the only receiver behind – well, the receiver behind him was Jerry Rice, and he did it in 142. That was probably his most notable um, – record that he broke outside of being like the Falcons all-time leading receiver in catches, touchdowns, and yards. Um, but there's really not much to say. Julio Jones is an absolute freak. He is respected among the league. Even guys today, like for example, DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson, when they named their top five receivers in the league, even though Julio hardly played this year, they still put Julio at number one because he has that much respect of all the players around them. Um, so Julio Jones is my best player to wear number 11. All right. My turn. You know, I'm also going to go football. Um, my my number 11 is Larry Fitzgerald, drafted third overall in 2004 out of Pittsburgh. You know, oh, my God, what, what can you say? He's got 1,432 catches. Uh. 17,492 yards, 121 catches. You know, he's he's been to the Pro Bowl 11 times. He was the uh on the all 2010 team that they recently did. He he was up there. He won the Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's easily a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um crazy stat, you know, as of last year, Larry Fitzgerald had more tackles than he had drops in his career. He had 29 drops in his career and has made 39 tackles. Um, crazy stat. It, that's that's nuts. Um, the play that sticks out the most in my mind for Larry Fitzgerald would be in the Super Bowl, even though they lost, would be when he took that slant to the house that I personally thought, I thought that's kind of was going to ice. They thought they were going to win. On. Oh, yeah. I thought he iced the game with that. And then Big Ben went down there and Santonio San Holmes, you know. Made a heck of a catch. But Larry Fitzgerald, even at 37 years old this past year, was still, you know, still helping the team out, still playing valuable, you know, valuable snaps for the team. He's, like I said, he's easily going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's really nothing else you can you can say about him. I mean, he, he's just kind of been one of those guys that's always moved quietly. You never hear anything yeah. about Larry Fitzgerald. He just goes out there, does his job, and does it very well. Uh, fun fact, Larry Fitzgerald also, in the 40-yard dash, only ran a 4.6. <laughs> so, not the, not the fastest guy in the world, but apparently you don't have to be that fast. <laughs> so, Larry Fitzgerald is my number, my number 11, better than Julio. <clears throat> Fuck Julio. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Julio probably I would say Julio has like two or three years left in his career to be honest with you he's taking a step back ever since he's turned 30 I mean he's taking more and more injuries every year 
Yeah. Julio sure. had a, also had a heck of a catch in a losing effort, too, where that was kind of a dual That would have gone down as one of the best, oh, yeah. one of the top catches in Super Bowl history had not New England came back and won. I still think it is. You you talk about Matt it Ryan is so overlooked ball on though. a dime. That was a it is so overlooked, though, because now they lost, because yeah. Edelman. Well, yeah. no, not oh, just yeah, that, yeah, because yeah. of the catch. freaking catch Edelman had. And Julian Edelman, number no, another eleven. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> all, you all know Edelman. Obviously, you want to you want to do well in the NFL as a receiver. Wear number eleven. Um, but yeah, nope, no, we're number eighty-four. Or yeah, that's true too. I think Julio's playoff stats are pretty high, and it's like just from that run in 2016 when they had went to the Super Bowl. Because he was dusting everybody. I remember the game against the Packers. He was going crazy. Look. I think he did the same thing versus Seahawks. Like, they smacked every single team they played in the playoffs up until the Super Bowl. Which, they they smacked the Patriots for a half. But, we'll call, talk further about that. Call an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. But not for me. <laughs> I would say, if, if you're going to go off playoff stats, Julian Edelman's playoff stats are are nuts. Like I think I think he's second in receptions and yards in the playoffs behind uh behind Jerry Rice. So playoffs I I don't want to put too much into the playoffs. Mainly because Larry Fitzgerald he didn't get a lot of opportunities to play in the playoffs. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So you said Larry Fitzgerald gonna be first ballot? Uh-huh. You said Larry Fitzgerald going to be first ballot? Larry Fitzgerald going first ballot. First yeah. ballot? I mean, if they put him on that uh, the all-NFL team list, I would say For yes. For the 2010s? Yeah. If Larry Fitzgerald's not not first ballot, I, I would be 20- surprised. Are you sure that was the 2010s or was that the Hall of Fame all-time all 100 years? No, that was the 2010s team. Oh, that's what that was? No, nah, I don't think oh, he'll okay. be on the centennial, centennial team. You're saying you don't think he'll be in the all-time list? The Centennial team? I don't. I don't think he'll be up there. There's a good bit of people out there that don't think Larry Fitzgerald is that good. Well, there's. A, well, Larry Fitzgerald wasted seventy five percent of his career away in Arizona too. <laughs> well, you'd say the same thing about Julio Jones at this point as well. <laughs> but Julio Jones had a good quarterback his whole career. True. Larry Fitz had Carson Palmer. That's it. Oh no, yeah, Kurt, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Warner. Warner. Yeah, Warner, but who, who else did he have? Matt Liner. Uh, what what was the dude that they got from Philly uh, with the concussion? Kevin Cobb? Cobb? <laughs> I have no clue. Come on, bro. Who was the dude that was number five? Drew Stanton, dude. Josh Rosen. <laughs> Just the the but, last ten years, bro. They had Kyler Murray, obviously. Drew Stanton on two separate occasions. Blaine Gabbert, Carson Palmer for four years. So I'll give you that. He had Kurt Warner for four years. I'll give you that. Other than that, he had Matt Liner, Ryan Lindy. Come on. That's not but <laughs> I can see Larry being first first ballot. I if if he's it's, not first ballot, I would be very, very, very surprised if he's not first just ballot. Just because just because he's such a, a nice guy, they're not gonna give him the, the TO treatment. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, come on. You know the reporter. He didn't retire yet, did he? Uh I think he said this I was thought- his last year. Yeah, I thought Fitz retired this year. 
Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's done because he he went out with all the, all the legends this year. Well, all the people who went out. Oh wait, hold on. I don't think he retired. He's contemplated it. Seen. He's contemplated oh. it. So him and Breeze are both on the fence. Yep. There's a big difference between forty-eight quarterback and soon to be thirty-eight at wide receiver. All right. T.O.'s still not in the Hall of Fame, is he? Now that I think he about is. it. He, he did get in? He got in his, I think, third yes, time. In. I'll say, because I know. Remember, remember, he didn't do his speech at the Hall of Fame. He did it, like, at his high school or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He said he's not going to uh, Calvin Johnson's either. Calvin Johnson's a uh, Hall of Fame. Thank, thank. He said Calvin Johnson's not a Hall of Famer? No, he said he's not going. You know, all the Hall of Famers go to... You know the new inductees. Oh, oh he's speech not and all stuff. He's not going. Nah. I mean, he said it's not. It's nothing against Calvin Johnson. He just. I don't think Calvin Johnson wants anything to do him. with football anymore. Yeah. Like he, Calvin Johnson, retired and kind of dropped. Yeah, he just disappeared. You you hear about him every once in a while, but nothing ever. Same with uh, Andre Johnson. He just. I really about care. Andre Johnson. They say Andre Johnson didn't tweet anything since 2017 until Deshaun Watson said he wanted out. That's crazy. That's no- Andre Johnson was a fantastic wide receiver too. Now that you think about it, Andre Johnson had a lot of his a lot of his career wasted with Matt Schaub. Yeah. He he went to he because he played for the Colts for a little bit for like what a yeah. season or two when they had Andrew Luck, he or was it right before they got Luck? He left way too late. Dang, Andre Johnson. He went to the Colts. He went to the Colts in 2015. Then he went to Tennessee. Wow. Oh, he did play for Tennessee for a season, right? Yeah. Man. Eight games started. No, so four he, games started. So he's getting ready to come up, too. For the. Um, yeah, he should have already came out. He's been out of the league longer than five years, right? Nah, it says. Last team, twenty sixteen. I feel like I haven't watched Andre Johnson playing a game since like. So this would be God. his fifth year retirement. Got to be year. like, two thousand twelve. His fifth year is next year, right? Well, technically this year because he retired in twenty sixteen. So yeah, next next season, I guess. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So he twenty twenty one season. He's eligible for next year's. Yeah. So, Damn. So he didn't retire until twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen. He retired. 2016? Yeah, yeah, but these finalists were are the ones for the 2020/2021 slash Hall of Fame. So, gotcha. he'll be he'll be eligible for next year cuz that mean cuz yeah, because all the dudes who retired this year, who went in this year all left in 2015. Right. That's crazy. I forgot um, about I guess we should Jones. throw out That's some nuts. some honorable mentions for the number 11. Julian Edelman. Um, before we end the show. <laughs> All right, if you're going Julian Edelman, um, Barry Larkin's a good one. Barry Larkin, okay. Uh, Clay Thompson. Some will say Kyrie. Because uh, he's 11 with the Nets. I mean, mm. he was 11 with the Celtics too, but he hasn't worn the number for for that long. Um, by the time his career is over, I think Trey Young will be up there. Probably. For what? Um, let's see who else we got. 
You don't think Trey Young will be out there? I'm saying for what? Like, what? What is he doing that special? I mean, he's gonna be. I out mean, there he's so young into his yeah. career. But he he's not gonna go down as the best shooter in NBA history. But he's gonna he's gonna be up there no. though. I mean, for they, the best shooter or the best player to wear number eleven. Oh no, we're not. We're just kind of like honorable mentions. Like, not saying he's gonna be the best player to wear number eleven, but. Oh, that's what I thought he was saying. No, no, like, no. We're uh, we're just no. kind of. You know, players who we think, you know, guys who wear number 11 who kind of maybe we all get overshadowed because of, oh. you know, Dante Culpepper. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's not really a lot of number 11s. I mean, we got 12 coming up next week, so we all know who the hell is going to be on that, right? <clears throat> Andrew Aaron Rodgers. Andrew Luck. <laughs> Come on, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. There's got actually done a lot dirty. of good quarterbacks for that one, though. When, when you Terry really, Bradshaw. I mean, just off the top of my head, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach. We already talked Jim about Kelly. Terry Bradshaw last week. Terry Bradshaw not going up there. Oh, fucking Joe Namath. There's a lot of good names. I'm a, I'm not gonna spoil it for next week, but we do have number twelve coming next week, so that'll be a decent one. Um, because we we all can't pick Brady. Sure we can. We can, but I'm not going to. I'm picking. Uh, Where's the fun in that? Uh, I'm picking Dwight Howard. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad pick. Uh huh. It's not a bad pick. <laughs> oh, Joe, come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for uh, today's show. We do hope you enjoyed, and uh, just give us a follow and a subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify or if you're listening on Apple, you can also reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Let us know if there's something you want us to talk about, and we will see you guys next week. I'm not giving, Nick on, I'm not giving Nick on a chance to do a, to joke me this week. I don't got a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Try again next week.